something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast, will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. It's the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson. I literally say this to you all the time, but I can't talk to you without pressing record because I'm afraid we'll miss something for the people. So hello, Marv. Hello, Kelly. <laughs> we just got on the phone and I was asking Marv what to call this energy that we're discussing today. And we came up with the great Pluto return. So we're going to be talking a lot about Pluto. There's a lot going on, and this has started in 2020, which you just pointed out to me, which we all know what happened in 2020 with the pandemic. Um, But there's also like, there was a lot more than just the pandemic. That was probably the most noteworthy thing across the world. But there's been so much, especially in America, happening. And I think I've reached this point in my life, and I know a lot of people that I've talked to are just feeling this like, overwhelm of, okay, well, what's next? It's like we keep just feeling these hits, it feels like, or these big, big, like, catastrophes almost happening. And so it can be overwhelming and kind of like this hopeless feeling when you're in the middle of this. Um, And what I was saying to you this morning is that I feel lucky that I have the perspective of when things are cleaning out. Like I look at it as things are cleaning out. Like sort of like when you're um, going to renovate a house. You have to like, if you're going to renovate your kitchen, you have to clear out the old kitchen first before you can build the new beautiful kitchen. And so like it feels like that. And I just try to keep my mind in that perspective or else I get really kind of doomsday with what's happening. So we wanted to bring that to you guys today to just give you all of the reasoning behind some of this stuff that's happening. And then also maybe just a little hope of what the universe might be bringing for the future. (laughs) All right. Where do you want to get started? You want to talk about Pluto? Well, when you get into Pluto, what you have to understand is Pluto is transformation of the soul, but it's not just transformation of the soul. It's transformation of the nation. It's transformation of humanity. We're all moving towards um, one purpose, and that is to 
realign, become self-aware, become self-realized, connect with our maker. Um, and so that's quite a, uh, a daunting process. Uh, so it's not just transformation of the individual. Now, when this happens in an individual's life, it is pretty dramatic. Um, it's, uh, and when it happens in a nation, uh, it's also pretty dramatic. You gotta, if we look back when Pluto was discovered back in the thirties, it was discovered along with atomic energy. So Pluto transforms at a cellular level. You see, when, when you, uh, as an individual, um, we're talking about uh, epigenetics uh, is the very foundation for your, your ego, uh, how your emotions, how you respond to life. And this is based upon all of our ancestry, how they lived through life. And then the over-identification we've had with other lifetimes um, that were miscreations that we've come into this lifetime to correct. And in that role of, in that process of making correction, uh, it can be pretty hurtful when you have to let go of ego identification things, when you have to let go of um, things we relate to in life and are we're familiar with and comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Well, so it, it takes a Pluto uh, transit to come along and start changing all that. Um, when you over-identified, when your ego is attached to something, well, then you don't want to let it go. And in that not letting go process and being forced to let it go, well, there's pain involved mm -hmm. because pain is the great, the great reconciler. I mean, when you go through a transformation through pain, you don't ever forget and you come to a new realization. And so, you know, one of the things that uh, what we're all going through now is, uh, <coughs> you know, we're all, we're all looking through binoculars. And we've got it flipped around. So we're looking through the big end to, I mean, we're looking through the little end and we're seeing everything up close. When you look through binoculars, it just brings it up close. So life is like binoculars right now. Everybody is so caught up in all the different things that are going on that you get caught up in the drama. And not only that, you get caught up in the collective consciousness. You know, it's hard to break out of mass consciousness. You, as a matter of fact, you can't break out of mass consciousness, even when you're an enlightened being, because that much energy is overwhelming, even to an enlightened being. So you have to understand that we've got to stop looking at things so devastatingly, so dramatically, uh, because we're all going into what a, a new paradigm. Yeah. I mean, you literally are creating a whole new future, and it had to be wiped out in the beginning in 2020. Mm -hmm. So when that came about, that shift 
what that really was, was the beginning of major change. And that change is, is going to go on for a little while. Um, Jeff Green is the writer of the book called Pluto, uh, is one of the best astrology books ever written, and it's called Transformation of the Soul. And, uh, you know, I asked him one time during a reading, I said, why am I so pissed off at society? And he laughed a little bit and he says, well, I'm the worst person you can ask. <laughs> well, why? Because that's how I feel right now. So can <laughs> because, you? Because when you're, when you're caught up in the drama of life and you're caught up in things, all you can see is your perspective and your perception. Okay. When we're going through a paradigm shift, what perspective and perception are we using? The conditioned language, the language of yesterday. How, how can we possibly be creative and move towards a future of our, our own making and design if we're using yesterday's language, yeah. using yesterday's understanding? And so yet when we when we look at Pluto, this is its landscape has undergone a radical transformation. This is radical transformation. It start it starts at the very atomic level, even in a human being. It it represents disease. Where does disease start? In the DNA, in mutations, in the cells. So it's just like, you know, people, their whole life has changed when they've contracted a major illness and then overcome that major illness through their creative efforts. They never are the same again. And so we have to look at, and that's what Jeff said, you have to look at everything from a cycle standpoint. And of course, you know, we talked about this a little bit before Saturn, Pluto, uh, that occurred in 2020 is a 33-year cycle. So it just doesn't mean it's just going to happen in 2020 and be the end of it. It's going to be a process of unfoldment, of realization for 33 years. I mean, that's like a major part of the rest of my life. <laughs> well, but that doesn't mean you're not going to live, use creativity, become more realized, become more understanding, mm -hmm. become a much more wiser, mature person. You see, I go back to what David Hawkins says, the world has everything to offer for people to grow of all in all ways. So we're all growing and we have an opportunity to use the world for whatever it gives us feedback on how to grow. Yeah. It's so crazy because I think that like right now, a lot of people are like, God, I just, you know, I think we've had that mentality of like when things get back to normal. And you have told me since the pandemic, like, let go of that. Like things are not going back. They're not. And it's weird because there was a lot of things that I, I, I agreed with you or understood what you were saying. And I was like, yeah, okay. But like, I don't think I could really fully accept it until recently. Like it's taken multiple things over and over and over for me to go, okay, yeah, this is true. Like 
you know, a lot of it's for me in work. Like I, th- I keep thinking, well, once they can open shows back up, then things are going to go back to normal. And like, they're not. Tickets aren't selling because people don't have money. And like, they're still having to cancel tours because of COVID. And it's just like, okay, this is the new like lean in. But again, it's what you were saying earlier of anything that we over identify with as our um, value or identity in general seems to be being released right now. Mm-hmm. Like anything that I have gripped to for the definition of who I am that is actually just ego driven has been removed or is being removed or keeps coming in and then like going away again. Well, I mean, let's just think about this for a second on two levels, the macrocosm and the microcosm. You're changing in the microcosm. You're changing you. You're adapting to the new situations and culture, society, mm-hmm. in, um, in, in your piece of the world. Well, in the macrocosm, the politics, the government, all of the infighting and the polarization is mirrored. We, they are mirroring us, what's going on inside of us. How are we ever going to change this polarization without going through a tremendous purging, cultural transformation, a, bear, a, bear, a violent self-healing mm. and so that we can get well again. I right. mean, just think of that for a second. I mean, people get cancer and some people die and some people change their life and the perspective of what brought cancer into their life to now reshape their whole life, their whole perspective and perception. That's how the macro and the micro works. And so on the on the macro level, yes, it's easy to get caught up into all the change. But when you're in the middle of the change, it's like in the, being in the, the old saying, being in the forest for the trees. You're trying to straighten it all out. Can't and you can't straighten it all out. Yeah. So you've got to just to say, okay, what's mine to do today? How do I stay grounded in today? What's my best effort, my best foot forward today? How can I creatively advance my life? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that that would be a way that you stay in the moment and let let all the periphery and all the things going on around you go on. You're not in control. Nobody's in control and nobody understands it, but God. Right. So why are you trying to figure out God's plan? Well, I think because we want to control everything, but the interesting thing is like, like it's (laughs) interesting because as you're talking, I've just, you know, in 12 step, they teach us like you can't, without awareness, you can't make any changes. So like without accepting the problem, you can't do anything different because you're not even aware there is a problem. So that's the first step. Um, And then the other thing that you were saying that really resonates with that same mentality is just the next right step. Like, I do think you're right that we keep wanting to like fix these huge issues. And we're just at the point of coming into awareness, really, I think that these issues are real and they're like, these underlying huge underlying currents. I know in our country specifically, there's a lot of these things and yes, they've been kind of bouncing around for a while, but they haven't come to the forefront in this, this capacity 
yet. So they're here and like they're not going away and they're in a new place of awareness for I would think most people like I don't know how you can't be aware right now. Um, and all and all we can do is take the next right step. Like there's literally you can't try to fix it all in one sitting or else you just shut down or it blows up again. Well, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, if this I mean who knew the polarization mm. in this country before we began in the late teens began realizing it through uh, through that polarization started coming out more and more and more. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was most of this stuff stayed hidden. It was pushed down and it was the underbelly of society. So Jung called this the collective unconscious, and you're having to deal with the collective unconscious right now in a major, major way. Yeah. And when you look out at how do we get rid of the polarization, well, there aren't any answers. There's no answers. I mean, you can have opinions, but nobody has answers. And so I think that this is what uh, we're all looking at. Uh, and Pluto is the hidden. Um, uh, it, you know, it's it rules things from um, uh, the, the underground, sewage workers, archaeologists, but on a sinister level, it's secret police, organized crime, all self-destructive impulses of the collective. And we really, really do have to look at that now, like n- never before in mm-hmm. my life. I mean, yes, we've had some of these problems, but not so magnified. And that's what Pluto was doing is it's magnifying the ugliness. We've been dealing with slavery issues for a hundred and how many years now? Right. We're still dealing with it. We're still dealing with the inequities between people because of color or race or sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is just, I mean... You know, we say it all the time. This is 2022. We're still fighting 1860. Oh, my God. I said that about abortions recently. I'm like, are we really here again? Like, what What in the... Well, an abortion, 50-some years later, we're fighting that again. Right. So we're, what we're fighting is all the ugliness that's in this culture and society we call America mm-hmm. that we that we main push down up until recently. I literally could not agree more because I think that was what the political, I'm trying not to take sides here. <laughs> Let me think of how I want to say this. But, well, there, but the political part is part of the process. It had to be. Well, it just brought it to the surface. It brought these like mentalities that I I wasn't even aware existed. Brought out through the politics. Yeah, the politics is where I saw something brought to the surface that I didn't even know existed. Like it's like it almost certain people or mentalities gave a voice to some things that I just was like, what? People think this way? It was crazy to me, but it was there. And so... It's the same thing of like if you're in a dysfunctional relationship and you don't know there's like a secret life or something and then it gets brought to the surface. I would always rather it be brought to the surface. It doesn't mean it's not painful in the process, which again, you cannot do anything about it or make a true decision for like the best life for you without all the information. 
Well, you can't heal. Okay, that's a better from something until you are diagnosed with the problem. Right. To even go back to your cancer um, analogy, like if you don't know you have cancer, how do you even know the treatments to get? Yeah, I mean, how did we realize this whole society and culture is so polarized until somebody gave a voice to them? Right. Okay. Well, so let's look at the the flip side of this because Pluto actually represents heaven and hell. Mm. So whatever it destroys or takes away, it rebuilds to an even greater uh, strength image and a greater situation. So, yes, we are in a very destructive time right now, but that doesn't mean that that's going to be forever. It means that when we get to the other side, people say, well, when's this When's this passing? I said, well, this is going to be the last pass in January, but that doesn't mean it's going to be over. Mm-mm. That just means the, the rebuilding process has to begin. And so we're beginning uh, next year, but that doesn't mean that we're, I mean, we're all past the conflict and all past the crisis. I mean, after you've healed from, uh, after you've healed from cancer, what do you got to do? You've changed your diet. You've changed right. your lifestyle. You've changed your stress. You've changed how you handle life. You hang, you changed your whole perspective on how you live your life. Mm-hmm. Some people come back with uh, that experience, a um, out-of-death experience. Looks what, look what's changed in their life. It's tremendous. And this is where we're at now is we're in the throes of it. And trying to get clarity in the throes of it is just not going to happen because right. you don't know the new new paradigm. You don't understand it. You don't have the language. So we've got to rebuild. And that's what this rebuilding process is, is all about. So, you know, what I was thinking about this, you know, the Pluto Saturn, which was brought up in, uh, which started in 2020, it was in Every 33 years. So it started, it was there in World War One and there in World War Two. So I said, well, that's interesting. What come out of World War II thinking in terms of rebuilding? Well, let's talk about that for a second. Let's. What if I told you after World War II came computers, ATMs, superglue, penicillin, satellites, freeze-dried coffee, radar, and a ballpoint pen, just to name 10? Ah, so out of destruction and a world war, positive things came from that. What came out of World War I? Going back to our history lesson, Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Disease awareness. Prevention leaped forward during World War I, first to heal soldiers and later for civilians. Medical advances, including screening for tuberculosis, treatment for tetanus, vaccines for typhoid, prevention of venereal disease, and disinfection for surgery. That came out of World War One. Okay. So hopefully what I'm trying to bring forward in this conversation is the fact that, yes, we're in the throes of hell. But yes, we are going to move to the, to the mountain peaks of heaven. 
and we got to go through the pain of the process. And we got to not take it personal. We've got to look at it from flip the binoculars around and look at the big end. And when you look at the world, you look through, you see it from the little end. It's all very small. It's so far away. So we've got to stop looking at all the things going on. It's like it's just on top of us. Mm -hmm. Because you get sucked into the news, collective consciousness, other people's thoughts, ideas, and opinions, and none of them are right. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off, and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for god to give you your next step and you don't know what it is yet you need god to show you your next step Because, God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Well, it kind of goes back to what you were saying at the beginning, too. This is like a time that brings us back to connecting with spirit or a higher power or whatever you want to call it, God. And I was just thinking, as you said that, um, the only thing that really feels right to me right now on most days is just staying curious. Like something else falls apart or some shit storm happens or some school shooting happens and it's like the most awful news, you know, and the most terrible thing that can happen. And I feel like the only way that I stay peaceful in any moment right now is like, okay, well, what am I here to do in this? Like this terrible tragedy is happening. What is being cleaned out? What is being brought to the surface as an issue? Like what, what way can I participate in? And I don't have the answer. So I have to lean into something higher, you know, like I literally have no answers because if it was up to me, I mean, I'm angry or I'm like, how the fuck do you think that? You know, like it just comes out in these really volatile ways. <laughs> and like, that's not going to help that. We've tried uh-huh. that for two years and that is not helping. Um, well, everything early, that got us into this is not going to get us out. Of exactly. Like you can't keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. That's the definition of insanity. We know that. So, right. Um, yeah, like it's just staying curious. Well, let, let's just think of this a second. So where is this coming from? So in 1776 <laughs> is when this country was birthed. Right. So if we've made one complete cycle of Pluto and it's coming back to its original position after 260-some-odd 200 whatever years it is, we're we're confronting our past heritage, our ancestors, just like epigenetics. We're confronting how this country was built, the anger it was built upon, the chaos, the war it was built on, mm-hmm, the and all of that has yeah. to be assimilated, reconciled, and decide to move towards a better future than what would birth this country. Wait, you keep saying the word epigenetics. Can you say, wait, what does that mean? Is that our DNA? Epigenetics are the uh, connectors running to our DNA that come directly from the emotional experiences Mm -hmm. of our ancestors and how they handled life. They're not part of the DNA but they are connected to the DNA that we have to make different uh, choices, have to make new perceptions than our ancestors so that we overcome it. So when you talk about, because a lot of times when we're doing sessions, you tell me like I'm ending a karmic cycle. Is that inclu- is that part of this? Well, or am I, is that two separate things? I don't, yeah, I don't know the context of when I said that to you. Oh, you said but, I mean, me we're all time. going through multiple <laughs> cycles constantly. Yeah. So uh, a karmic cycle would be something that I would see in the chart that would be uh, very significant. And you'd be moving out of towards a past identification, a past um, lifetime of perceptions, perspectives of how you operated into a new perspective, perception and a new way of operating. Right. I, I mean, guess let's just think about it as a job. Yeah. You leave one job or and it's painful, 
but then you move in another direction and it's even greater than it was before. See, and this is the way we have to keep looking at this. Yes, it's horrible right now, but yes, it will change Mm -hmm. because change is the only constant in the universe. And if we could just, you know, for forever, just get to taking it one moment at a time. I just try to get people to, hey, just live one day at a time. Don't worry about tomorrow. Yeah. Just one day at a time. What is yours to do today? It might be to take three naps a day like me. That sounds amazing. <laughs> God, I'm living the life over there. <laughs> we have to go through uh, drastic upheaval and transformation to make permanent change. I mean, I feel that, and I think this is happening for a lot of people in my life, so I'm wondering if it's happening just for everyone. But I feel it as a country, as a world, and I feel it in my own personal life. Like, it seems like just this period hasn't, it's not leaving any stone unturned. Like, it is just any place in your life that needs to be confronted is going to be revealed, and it's time to do some rebuilding. Well, let's just take a simplistic example for a second. I mean, can you imagine if during this time uh, people were brought in to just staying in today? Yeah. What if everybody just lived for today and did the best they could today? Wouldn't this whole mess be worth it? What if we just got rid of the polarization within the politics? Wouldn't all this mess be worth it? Yes. What if we got rid of all of this stupid concepts as replacement theory and culture race orientation, all of this abortion crap, all of this trying to control and get power over people stuff? All of this immigration stuff. How about the opioid crisis? People just kind of throw that off on the back burner. And that's the number two reason for the economic downturn, because we're losing 20 to 30 young men to in the workforce. Wow. Did you read that demographic, uh, uh, democracy demographic that I sent you? Oh, no, (laughs) clearly I missed that one. (laughs) Kelly, you got to do your homework. Didn't do my homework. I missed that one. We had multiple emails on this podcast. (laughs) Okay, tell me more about that because I clearly missed it. Well, I don't want to get deeply into that because it takes us away from topic. But the basic thing is, is that, um, you know, we've got a um, economic crisis that's probably, uh, you know, most probably 99% of people are unaware. Mm. I mean, you know, basically as baby boomers are retiring and leaving the workforce, well, we're also losing, we've lost quite a few women because of the paradigm shift. And we're certainly losing of millions and millions of men between the ages of 20 and 30 moving into the workforce and you and and on a full-time basis and being productive so that is a uh, uh, that's what's brewing 
at an even deeper level. What do you mean we're losing? People are dying? I'm confused. No, we're losing. Well, your baby boomers are retiring. What did the baby boomers do? We built tremendous wealth. Mm. When we built that tremendous wealth, now we've we've been very supportive of our children, grandchildren. And so why do they need to be go out and be creative? Oh, I see. I see. I see. See? So Mm. the wealth, the wealth is making lazy people. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of men are responsible for that. Yeah. If you read that, if you read that report I sent you, uh, (laughs) it's shocking. Okay. (laughs) I will. (laughs) So, yes, all of this stuff is going on pretty graphically. Yeah. So, as I promised, mm-hmm. uh, let's, let's run down your life real quick so if we can see, <clears throat> make some of the connections that Pluto uh, changed in your life and went from, from bad mm-hmm. to better. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for god to give you your next step and you don't know what it is yet you need god to show you your next step Because, God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. 
And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, okay, so here's what, this, let's let's tell, let's clue the people in on what's going on. So Marv sent me an email this morning and sent me these dates that was like, look at these dates and write down what was happening in your life, because this is when Pluto... What what do we call this? Do we? I, I just. Um, this is why I needed a word. We said the great Pluto return, but this is when Pluto is in what? Well, it doesn't make any difference what it's in. Oh. It it hit an energy in your natal chart. Oh, it, so this is personal to me. Yes, but, dear. but everyone has different times when Pluto hits an. Oh yeah. Okay. So, yeah, this is very personal to you. So we're going to dig into your garbage. Oh, great. Here we go. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. All right. Uh, okay. When you were 14 years old. Yeah. And this is the thing about a Pluto transit. It's two years in and two years out. What does that mean? Well, think about what. Let's go back to the macrocosm. This before 20, uh, before this year. Mm-hmm. We started, we kicked off 2020. So that's two years in. Mm-hmm. And here we are in the middle of the crisis. And it's going to take us two years to start working out of it, starting in 23 and 24. So in these dates that you sent me, is it two years after? Yes. Or, okay. So let's just pick one here. So okay, in 1996, let's... you were 14 years old. Yeah. That would have been some sort of event that changed relationships, that changed somewhere status out in the world. You could have went to another school at that age. What do you what do you recognize something of major change around that age? Yeah, I mean, that was the hardest one for me because I was like, I don't remember anything really drastic happening. I started high school that year. Okay. Well, how did you take the high school? It was good. I mean, like at 14, when I'm really thinking back, I'm like, oh my God, I was so awkward and ugly and like insecure because I was was like basically the same height I am now but like 20 pounds lighter. I was super skinny and awkward and tall and just like not comfortable in my own skin. Um, I started high school. I started playing basketball. Like, I mean, I had started before that. I had started before that though. I started getting really good in high school. Okay. Okay. So in other words, you started a whole new identification process, didn't you? Yeah, I think so. Probably. Okay. So what did I say? So that <laughs> being in a teenager or a young, I mean, you know, you felt, you know, pretty awkward up to through seventh grade. Yeah. And then you go into high school and uh, that old identification of the gangly old ugly Kelly. 
mm-hmm. now became more identified with basketball and people started recognizing her a little more for her basketball skills, which give you a little more confidence in yourself mm-hmm. as an individual. True. Okay. And then like when I'm thinking about, so what I just described is like, I would think I was like 14 was maybe when I was starting to come out of my really awkward phase a little bit. So like by 15 and 16, I was getting cuter. We'll just say it that way. Okay. <laughs> I was but really see, unfortunate. The point, is, <laughs> the point being is even as a teenager, when this hits, I mean, you know, teenagers are not going to change so drastically and dramatically as yeah. an adult okay. because you don't have that much overlay of conditioning. But you can see going in and then coming out. Um, I mean, it would just be natural to assume that you became much more self-identified uh, as you became a basketball player and people started recognizing you differently, talking to you differently. Mm-hmm. So you were building a whole new reality. Probably but let's so. move on. How okay. about um, you were 21 years old in 2003, mm-hmm. which would have probably been some sort of dramatic relationship or value change at that point. Yes, that one I did remember because um, there was some family stuff I had going on. And the the big thing I remember of that time was, um, I mean, my parents were doing this out of like trying to protect me and thinking this was better because I was off at college, but they wouldn't tell me what was happening until like way later. So then I would find out all of this stuff had been happening that was really bad and scary. And um but I wouldn't find out till later. And so I constantly had this feeling of waiting for the other shoe to drop and just like this living in fear of like something really bad was going to happen. Um, I'm trying to be vague. And so another, another <laughs> part connection to that was in 2001 at 19 years old before that actual Pluto um, Venus you had a Pluto squares the moon. So you started having family issues around 19 years old. That's yeah. That's probably, yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm sure I did. The that other thing the foundation. That's about that. There was age. a lot more emotional issues. Probably when you left high school, that would have been a very yeah. emotional time for you. All of it was. So my parents moved from Louisiana to Texas um, yes, that would make sense in the other scenario that I was talking about as being emotional. So this was like also the first time I was on my own. And that 2001, when I was 19 years old is when I started drinking. And my family has such a history of like alcoholism that that was a huge thing for me. It was like all my friends drank in high school and stuff. And I didn't cause I was so nervous about it. Um, but it was like kind of, I remember feeling this pressure to like be real secretive about it to my family, which is interesting with what I just said, because then they were being secretive with me. So there was a lot of like secrets, family secrets. Well, is that, is that something like bringing up hidden issues in life? Yeah. What we just talked about that's going on in the country, all the hidden issues being brought up. Uh huh. And I bet you. 
by the time you got to 2006, which was 24 years old, mm -hmm. that would have even been a very spiritual renaissance, or it would have been a very big time drinking, drinking and drug time. That's correct. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that would have changed your life quite significantly until um, probably 2010 with 28 years old. And you had to have some sort of come to come to Jesus meeting with yourself. It's so creepy because, yes, that was <laughs> that was so 2010. I was I found out I was in a, or I was in a relationship with an addict who I didn't know was an addict. I got engaged um, shortly after that and canceled the wedding. Wow. But I if we're speaking of just me was very out of touch with myself. It's when I started my recovery and codependency. I always talk about the 12 step work I do. And that's when I started that. So as you started coming, coming into more realization of mm -hmm. all that uh, negative stuff that was going on to your life, mm -hmm. did you also come to a realization of how to better make your life? Oh my God, I, my life completely started to change. Like who I was started to change. So in 2011 and 2012, mm -hmm. you started coming more into a different kind of perspective perception, especially completely. around that 30 year old age yep. where we all have to get start getting serious about what, what we want out of life. Oh, at 30, my entire life it was like the big ex excavation or whatever. I mean, ev that was when I canceled the wedding, completely like shifted everything, started recovery, so all of it. How you delved into that yeah. and then came out of that into a much better person. Oh my God. I say all the time now, I'm so grateful for that. As It was the most painful experience of my entire life. But that explosion put me on this path. Like I wouldn't be able to even be here today doing this stuff because I didn't have any sort of spiritual journey before that point. Or I had right. when I was a kid, but I went away from it in these years that we're talking about. And then this was a new kind of like rode into that that was so much deeper and so much more like bringing me into my authentic self like having a relationship with myself that I would have never had if I hadn't gone through all that bad stuff so do you see how graphic and how dramatic yes and how painful yes I the do. process was until you got to the other side uh -huh. and had much more clarity yeah and strength of who you are yes yeah. And so the next time that we're going to look at would have been um, in 2015. So mm -hmm. 2014 would have been challenging in the way that you wanted to build something, but it just didn't want to quite gel, probably put you more into emotions and passions so that you would have uh, had to reconstruct your the reality that you had so really you began to really start moving to where where you are right now I'm that dying, that I transition just had an aha. started in 2015 
Yes, it did, Marv. And I just realized how. So I had started Velvet's Edge with a partner and we built it like at the beginning together. And I had such a, such a, an, an attachment to that connection. Like it ended because she decided to go on a different path with her work and personal life. And I was devastated. Like I felt like this is the, how in the world am I going to go on? Or, you know, I felt so abandoned and all the emotions. It was so painful. Um, But then I continued on with Velvet's Edge by myself. And that was a big decision to not just walk away. Like all of it, and all of it was so painful. I just remember it being like so painful and so confusing and not knowing where to go. And, um, but then just being like, no, it doesn't feel right to let it go. So again, I wouldn't be here today if I hadn't go. And like our path that we were building together was so different from this. Like it wouldn't have been this which feels like exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. Well, so you see, if we, if we compare the two times when you, when you, when you were transitioning out of elementary school and feeling so, you know, horrible about yourself into becoming a basketball player and starting to get athletic recognition and now all of a sudden you're coming into a time to where you're over-identified with a partnership, yeah. uh, how you're going to participate out in the world with leaning on other uh, other people to realizing that that you couldn't lean on other people. You had to do it for yourself. So you had to grow in your sense of um, stability and your sense of your own unique way of making your way in the world by yourself. And so that segues into 2017 when you absolutely had to come into the emotional feelings and structure and identity of who you are. Mm-hmm. And that would have brought in a uh, it would have been brought into an emotional security, stability, even a new self-image when you broke free like that and became your own person. And now you're in that creative function at the, after, you know, during those two years, 17 through 19, to where now you're coming into a whole different reality. Guess what started during that period of time? I know what started during that time. <laughs> this podcast. But you see... You see how we keep we keep having to go through this transition and transformation of pain, yes. and we keep growing out of it into a much greater self. And so that also challenged you to come up with a lot of karmic understandings that just uh, your, your whole, I mean, you can see now that a lot of your patterning had been about relying and and being supported by other people. And of course, now, as you've turned, uh, what, you turned 40 this year? Yeah, in July. So you turned 40. And so Pluto solar arc, the Uranus, which is the same thing you went through going to high school and becoming more you are now coming into a much more 
independent, individualistic, self-oriented person to now start moving your way in the world uh, on your own two feet, on your own sense of self-image and who you are. Because you're no longer gangly, ugly, skinny, and all of that. (laughs) Now you're beautiful, quite charming, very intelligent. Thanks, Marv. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) it's crazy because it's so accurate like the timing stuff and like you've been telling me for quite some time like you're not gonna care about that in a couple like just stop because you're gonna be so independent and so vocal about my whatever I think and all of it is happening exactly like you said it's crazy because it's like I literally don't give two shits about being in a relationship right now. It is wild. Like, I've never felt like that. I've always sort of been like, that's been a huge focus of mine in my life. And I'm just like, I just, I don't know. I don't care. Or it's like when something is happening, I'm finding my voice with people in a whole new way of just Mm -hmm. communication. Um, Yeah. And just like not needing to attach to anyone else or to have anyone else tell me what I need to be doing with my life. I'm like feeling my way through it and it feels so different. So that's a Pluto transference. Yeah. How beautiful is that energy? 
It's so beautiful and especially beautiful because it feels so much more true to like who I actually am. Does and so when we look at the when we look at the chaos of the world right now mm-hmm. and we realize that's how Pluto works. Because mm-hmm. that lighten your burden of looking out there and seeing all the pain? It does. Well, I have had some sort of outlook of I know this stuff has to go. That's why it's coming up. But I think <laughs> there's a part of me that's been like, I'm going to cut and run. Like, I'm moving to Australia or something. <laughs> like, I got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, whereas, like, realistically, I don't think that's the right answer. But, yeah, I, I hope my hope for our country is that all of this stuff coming to the surface is going to help us evolve into a much greater kinder, more loving place that we could have never been if we hadn't lost this stuff. Right. So what we've had to learn today (laughs) is that loss doesn't mean the end of the world. Right. So rest just means we're going through a transformational process Mm -hmm. to become something more. Mm -hmm. So guess what? Guess what animal is ruled by this? Uh, if I was going to guess, I'd be like a butterfly. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Snake. A snake? Yes. <laughs> it sheds its skin. Oh, okay. And Same. re-transforms yeah. into a new situation. Yes. Okay. Because I so, was going to say a butterfly, like, you know, because it starts as a caterpillar. Same idea, though. Shedding its skin. Yeah, okay. We're evolving, hopefully. Exactly. What happens? Okay, so like that this is our opportunity to let go and look at the places where we can grow and evolve. What if there's some energies of like people are fighting that? What what does that look like? Well, when you fight Pluto, when you fight and resist the change and transformation, it brings greater pain until you let go. Okay. And the pain can become very, very intense. It can kill you. I mean, this is this is energy. I mean, it rules Scorpio. It rules the house of death. Yeah, I don't fuck so with Scorpio. It's, it's a death of one and the rebirth of another self. But it, I mean, it's rarely a, a physical death. Mm-hmm. But I mean, think of it metaphorically. What we're going through is the death of a country. What you went through at 14 and uh, those dates were the death of an old you. And it was painful. Mm-hmm. And when you when you had to go, when you move through the pain, it became a better you and it'll become a better country. And the only way to move through it is letting go. Letting go. Surrender. surrender. Why is surrender... It sounds like the easiest thing in the world. And then once you actually do it, it sort of is. But why is it well, so? Think of what your ego is. It's the ego. Okay. It's well, you're trying to dominate. Yeah. And separate from your maker. And it's painful. It is painful. When you listen to the ego instead of listen to your intuition, it's mm-hmm. painful. Mm-hmm. Because the ego is only going to want what it wants when it wants it. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily going to be good. Never has been for me. <laughs> <laughs> a 
or anybody else. Yeah, I just can list off about every bad thing that's happened in my life has come from me trying to drive the bus. Well, like my ego so trying to get what it wants and not listening to my intuition. We have to be exposed to the disease. Yeah. And then we can heal it when we let go. So we've got to let go of the old paradigm. Mm-hmm. We got to let go of the old conversation of what was the old attachments. Let go of the attachment. Mm-hmm. Stop hanging on to, oh, when it gets back like it was, ain't it ever going to happen. Yep, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> ain't ever going to so happen. The only thing to do is to stay in the moment, develop a new. A new and greater understanding of today. I believe it will be better. Like I believe. There you go. Well, I just believe that the um, like it works if you work it kind of thing. Like it's just like I've experienced life when I let go, when I surrender, when I learn a new way, when I find a new tool, when I choose something different. It's always better. <laughs> it's just always better. But I go kicking and screaming every time. Like, I, I well, don't like to let go of the attachments I have. Um, but, yeah. Uh, uh, I wasn't always a facet person either, Kelly. Kelly. Oh, I know. I know your chart, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've had a lot of pain in my life. <laughs> kicking, screaming, yelling, yeah. fighting. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, but everybody goes through this. This is what life is about. Yeah. To become better than what you were. And we're going through it individually and as a whole right now. Yes. So. Well, I, and very dynamically, I should say. Yeah. We're, I mean, you know, because we're experiencing it on the macrocosm right now. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. some people are doing okay. They don't have a Pluto transit going on, but a lot of people are not doing okay. Yeah, uh, maybe. I mean, you got to understand there's eight other energies in the solar system that you have to look at and evaluate. Yeah. So it just isn't happening on one level. It's happening on multiple levels. And so, you know, I thought it was it was pretty fun when I did it with a client on Friday. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty fun doing it with you. It's interesting. So because it helps you see how totally. you keep you know, going forward. Yeah. It also just makes it less scary when you're, I think, cause I think a lot of times or not, I think I know a lot of times or all the time when things are leaving, it's just my fear kicks in. Cause it's like the unknown, you know, or like, Oh God, what is that loss? Like it leaves this empty space and what am what is going to take its space or take its place. And, um, and that's scary as a human who wants to be in control, which is very much living in the ego place. But um, I think when I can look back, and especially if I see these different points of my life where it's the thing has been happening, it's not so scary because I know the outcome has always been so much greater. All right. Well, this was really amazing. Thank you so much, Mar, for being here. Are you there? I was Okay. We have had some major internet issues today. 
But Mercury retrograde. Mercury retrograde. Add it to the list. Nothing nothing changes your perspective like a Mercury retrograde. (laughs) Amen to that. (laughs) This one has been wild with all those eclipses, too. I mean, it has been, I've been just like dying laughing. Like something will happen. I'm like, of course, (laughs) of course Uh it is. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, anyway, I actually loved what we did today. So if people want to do that with you, can you tell them where they would reach you to kind of tell the, to tell, talk them through their Pluto, where it's hit them in their chart? They can visit my website at astromarv.com, or they can reach out to me through email, marvin at astromarv.com. Okay. And I'll put all of this in the show notes too, in the description. So you guys can go hit them up. I always suggest readings with Marv. You know, it's my favorite thing. So um, hit him up, learn about your chart and your Pluto. That was really insightful. It's really learn about your life. A chart is just a piece of paper. Oh, look at that. (laughs) I wish y'all could see his face when he's saying this right now. (laughs) It's just so simple, isn't it, Marv? (laughs) All right, Marv, we love you. Thank you for being here. All right. I love you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast with Kelly Henderson, where we believe everyone has a little velvet and a little edge. Subscribe for more conversations on life, style, beauty, and relationships. Search Velvet's Edge wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.